morning, everyone, and we're going to continue this, the discussion on narcissism. Today is Wednesday, October 14th. I don't know how things turn in this direction. So there must be different people navigating towards the channel, wanting a different type of information, a more expansive type of information that is not in alignment with the status quo, what we're using here. And recognizing that I'm the one for the job, so thank you. I appreciate it like that. Is so we're going to talk about creating a narcissist, and I'll most definitely do some comparison because I can only go by what I've, I've experienced, what I've read a little bit like that, and who I am as a person intermingled with that to give you a great idea of where my comparison and thought process is coming from. Those of you that are students, or even psychologists, or, or teachers professors or people that have studied narcissism my way i'm sure and i'm sure that's why you navigated towards me would be a little bit different it would be a mind expansive go along with your expansive mind and what you may have been feeling about narcissism and researching and studying narcissism and that there had to be more to it than what we are aware of so i'm going to talk about creating a narcissist and we, it's known that the, the mother creates the narcissist. That's who, the, the narcissist isn't born. Now, spiritually, I haven't spoken on what I feel narcissism is spiritually. And I may do that at a later date, like that. And just like any other mental illness, I have a way that I see those illnesses, what, no matter what they are spiritually, that's different. So... The mother creates the narcissist. We know that it is usually stated that is due to a development not being triggered or nurtured into growth at a specific age range within the child like that. So that is dependent upon the mother's triggering that within the child by her nurturing abilities, her nurturing qualities, and who she is as a woman, who she is as a mother, like that. So I look at it is as it being the mother's rejection of the child is what creates narcissism. Is the mother rejecting the child? And a maybe, I don't know what is written as it relates to the age range. I'm feeling that it has to be in the early months when that development is happening. It has to be like within the first 12 months of the child's birth is when the mother has rejected the child some way as it relates to the child's emotional needs like that. And that could be that rejection is what causes and the, chi and the, the child could be in need emotionally or physically. And the mother does not demonstrate an understanding of what the child's needs are emotionally, or she does know what the child needs emotionally, and she just ignores it or rejects the child completely. That child could have been born to a mother that does not love the child or a mother that has her own issues, and that's what creates the narcissist a lack of emotional nurturance at a specific time within the first 12 months of the child's being on earth 
when that type of bond is created. That first 12 months when is are significant when a bond is created. You know, it, because usually with the first 12 months, it, hell, all the way up, it depends on what type of parent it is, it's a lot of coddling. And not even really, there could be coddling. I know I caught up my children. So there could be coddling, which isn't positive, but usually the, those early years, there's a lot of, first 12 months especially, two years old, three years old, four years old, there is a lot of nurturance and emotional pulses that the mother is demonstrating to the child. A lot of hugs, you know, where they feel the child feels that energy being coming from the mother and going towards them. A lot of, you know, heartfelt hugs, a lot of kisses, a lot of kind of adoration is what a lot of mothers can show. I'm only saying through my experience, I've had four biological children. It's like, adora- it's a child, it's adoration, love, like that. Holding them close and, and wanting to give them everything, like that. So, and provide for them. My moon is in Capricorn and love them and protect them. So that's what's there. Now, with the narcissist, that was not there. So it's, and also when that's not there, I feel that that could create other mental illnesses. Also, I don't know if this is studied within the child or other, other, disabilities within a child that we call other things like if you leave a child crying and you are not you're not proactive as it relates to what they need emotionally or what they need physically it not only causes narcissism it causes other ailments and illnesses that mother's response of leaving the child crying leaving the child wanting leaving the child waiting leaving the child in that type of traumatic mental state or emotional state like that as opposed to attending to the child like that narcissism is caused by is caused because the child wasn't attended to emotionally or physically or mentally there was no balance of stimulation there was none of that at a important development stage within the child and i say the first one to 12 months I don't know what was written, but that's what I say is that. I could be wrong. Hell, I probably am. But that's the way it is. Now, so, and I and we call it a lot of other ailments that's wrong with children. We call it whatever, and we say it's because of whatever. But that's, a, a, that could be, it could be because of that. Like that. And those types of things. Is what it could be. Now, is where, so that's what creates the narcissist. The narcissist is created as it relates to mundane aspects of why we are who we are, like that. Why, peop- why people are who they are. They're spiritually is different, but I'm not going to speak about that today. But it, they incarnate spiritually, and they that would be the MO of if we go into their background and see how they were growing up, that would be like what the doctors would say the reason. Like that. So, so, but it's a similar reason spiritually also. You know, and I stated in the past that narcissists are soulless, and, and the mother could also be that. 
But there could have been also in some cases where whatever her experience, whatever she was going through, caused her to be this way and create this type of child that grows up to be a narcissistic adult. She could have had her own illness. She could have had her own growing up that way and also be a narcissist. She could have her own behavioral or emotional issues like that. The, the mother creates the narcissist like that. And so the child does not have that. They grow up, they become an adult. They, and the mother has rejected them early on. Like that. I remember I told you all a year or two when I started the channel how I rejected my own mother. My moon is in Capricorn. I rejected my mother. I, we had went to church. I told you all this story the first year or two that I started the channel. We had went to church, and, and we were in church. And I never listened in church. I was eight years old. I never paid attention. I was usually fiddling and, and like, never really paying attention to what the priest says. That's why when a lot of preachers, when you go to church, they need to take into consideration the ears that are listening, especially when young people are in there. You, you, you'll have Sunday school, then you'll have where everybody's bought into the main church space, the adults and the children and the preacher will be preaching. They need to be kind of mindful of what they're saying because sometimes the child, most of the time the child could not be listening, but their parents tell them to listen. And then sometimes you have that day that listens, they listen when they don't need to listen because they're not prepared to what they are listening to. So I was eight years old and the, the preacher, he said that everybody was going to die one day, which is true. But I was eight. And I became depressed. I told you all about this. I couldn't eat. I was sleeping like that. I didn't go to school. It was about a week. And I could not eat. I was like depressed. And I started to reject my mother. And because in I was eight, it was she I had been the baby for eight years. She had my brother when I was eight years old. She was already pregnant with him like that. And I grew up, people would say, I told y'all that I was a father's girl. I don't remember that. And then I became overly a mother's girl like that. And my father would even like get on to me about that because I was too close to my mother when, in my teenage years and own up into being a woman. I've just actually broken free like a month ago, even through separation and not speaking with her. I was still just a mother's girl like that. She looks at me as being noble. So that comes with a lot of responsibility. So, and my moon is being in Capricorn, is in Capricorn, my south node is in Cancer. The south node is the mother. Now, the Cancer is the mother. So, I began to reject her because I felt that, okay, if everybody's going to die, why love people? And that's going to create pain because they're going to die anyway, like that. And that's the way that I became like that and depressed. And then I got over depression and started going back, going to school and things like that. So, is where... And, and, and then with my own, I'm not a narcissist. I have a highly developed ego, though, because of the type of mother. The mother is raising the child. The child is around the mother 80% of the time than around the father, even though my father was there. And that's how narcissists are created. It, it's the mother, not the father's lack of nurture. It's what they need to get from the mother. But I can most definitely use this as a comparison. I have a highly developed ego. I've stated that. And I have a mother that is a Leo, those of you that are in astrology. That's the ego. Even astrologically, our astrological chart could show us things about how we are, the type of mother we'll have, and who we are as people. I'm going to say, Terry, my son is in the fifth house. That's of Leo. 
That's the ego. That's flamboyant. It's being out there. It's very highly confident. It's egocentric. So, and with my mother, we became close, too close, when I became maybe a, a early teenage years on up into now, and I'm in my late 40s. It, because, and my mother had other children, but I guess because I was like, looked at as maybe the run of the litter. If my Scorpio older sister is listening, she's going to be like, hell yeah, it was. No, anyway. I was looked at as maybe like the run of the litter. I was different than them. I was quite shy. Every picture they would take, I would have my face behind my mother's back. I was always beside her. She would be holding my other younger brothers and sisters. And everybody knew that I was like the mother's girl. When I became a teenager and a young adult, we would sit in the front yard, me and her, eating oranges and talking. We would sit in the living room, and I would be very quiet. And she would always ask me, okay, what are you thinking? Then I was quiet and shy, and I wouldn't say anything, so she would start talking about her childhood. We were like that. People in our small town, every time they would see her, they would see me. I was an adult like that. So is, but she was very egocentric, and I developed a highly developed ego around her that didn't show up while I was around her and my family. The way I sound, the way I behave, they're not accustomed to this. Because they're accustomed to me being meek and mild and shy and closed off and to myself because I lived the majority of my life in seclusion like that. And I would live years in seclusion without coming out. I would send somebody out to get things for me. And I lived comfortably like that. Not much interaction with people, not even with my own children. It was like in, after they were adult-like children. It was except for my Pisces, the youngest one, which was around me the longest. I would be in quiet seclusion. I would send out for anything I need. Not much human contact because I felt that human contact brought. I guess because I have a lot of water in my channel, I'm very sensitive. I'm a third deacon cancer rising for those of you that are into astrology and I have Neptune trying to send in a Pluto sextile in it. So I felt that human connections bring disappointments or it brings unwanted drama. It brings unrest. It brings a lack of peace. And I felt that I can control my own environment by limiting human connections like that. And like that. And the not because I knew I wasn't going to bring anybody any drama problems. I never was the type of person that brought my problems to anybody else. I was always quiet. Even if my mother would ask me what I was feeling, what I was thinking, even when they knew that I was going through something difficult, I was always quiet. I would do that internally by myself in the privacy of my own mind. Because I developed my my connection with the universe when I was 17. I talked about this also. I would get very positive downloads from the universe that were very positive, like that. But not know who to speak them to, so I just kept them to myself, just like I would keep anything else I was going through through myself and work it out by myself, like that. Though I was around my sister and my mother that would always try to coerce me to speak, but then they got accustomed to how I was, like that. So is... Is where, but I, I obviously I was picking up from my mother and learning from her the silence of being around her because after that, long after I have left home and went through what I was going to go through in life, that was difficult. I developed a confidence within myself. I developed my ego because first my ego was you could just do it to me and I was going to lay down and take it. That's how it was the majority of my life. Whatever. From me and from people, I wouldn't defend myself. I wouldn't do any of that. My sister would always defend me if defending need to happen. 
my mother, people like that. And so that's the way that I was. And then I, after I got away from them, and years after that, still, what I would go through, and learning to come to my own defense, but not even coming to it then, just developing something within me that was confident, that was highly developed as a race to who I am and who I feel that I am internally, no matter what the world is, no matter what, no matter what anyone else is saying. So, and I know that my, develop, my ego became highly developed and it can express itself as overly developed like that. I know my character flaws. My moon is in Capricorn. I know my character flaws just like I can peep out the character flaws in others. Now, so, and we all have narcissistic tendencies and my highly developed ego can be a narcissistic tendency like that. But I'm not a narcissist because I don't want anybody's emotional anything. That's what I don't want. Because I feel that when people bring their emotions into your life, it's disruptive and it is it brings unrest, it brings a lack of peace, it brings me a lack of balance. If I had a, this sufficient amount of money that I felt like was sufficient, I would live my life in quiet seclusion and never interact with people like that. So nurses need people. Because they need to... Uh, the narcissist has a highly developed ego also, but it needs people to feed it like that. And it can be fed by negative attention or it can be fed by pop. It can be, it can, the, the narcissist does not want negative attention. The narcissist want this type of narcissist that I'm speaking of first. The narcissist want to be admired like that. They don't want negative attention because they don't feel there's anything negative about them to be paying attention on like that. They can be highly insecure internally. It depends. They don't have to be. They don't have to be. A lot of people say that the narcissist is highly, highly insecure internally. I don't think so. I feel highly confident internally and that no matter what anybody says, I have a sense of self. That I state is me. And nobody can make me waver in that, even though they come towards me and try to. Now, the narcissist people say is insecure internally, but they want to be admired externally. They don't want any type of negative attention. The narcissist does not, does not understand or realize that it is a narcissist. It doesn't feel that it has any... How we can sit down and list our defects, the narcissist does not feel that it has any defects like that it does not have any empathy for others either and now nurses do not have empathy because empathy was not developed within it or shown or expressed towards it from the mother now is so the nurses do not show that towards other people the nurses about is about what it can get emotionally fed from you all your emotions because emotions could be anything and it fills it the narcissist and it lives off it it needs narcissistic supply it needs human contact it needs narcissistic supply is what narcissists need like that or the narcissist withers because something has to that admiration is what helps the narcissist ego stay 
in whatever developed state it is in. It's not internally the narcissist feels this way. And by itself, it's like how I'm wandering around my house, I feel the utmost like I'm the queen of the castle in here and I'm by myself. It's an internal feeling. Like that nobody needs to tell me that. It's just the way that I'm feeling. The narcissist needs the emotional stimuli from others so that it can maintain a sense of imaginary self or created self that is void and doesn't come from an emotional space of this is me, I am this, and I maintain this independently of what others think. Narcissist is connected emotionally, but is emotionless other than what you put in there and what they could feed off from you like that. That's why they drain your energy. That's that narcissist. Like that is how the narcissist is. Is and is created by the mother. Now, the narcissist is cold, detached, void, because that's what was demonstrated to the narcissist when it was in a development stage where it was learning to be warm and open and empathetic. Like that. The narcissist doesn't know what it needs emotionally to feel fulfilled. Like that either. It doesn't understand the emotional needs of others. The narcissist does not understand what healthy emotional boundaries mean. The narcissist states that you just should be an open well of emotional expression for them. An open reservoir. Everything, emotional stimulation is what the narcissist like to provoke and invoke within people. Evoke, evoke, provoke, whatever. So that they can gobble up those emotions and be filled by them. The, the narcissist does not want emotional balance. Inequality and giving and receiving that is slow and balanced and healthy. The, the narcissist wants a world where people express their emotions freely. It's an open reservoir, negative, positive emotions. It's just a never ending chamber of emotional expression because that's what the narcissist needs to feel human. It does not want emotional maturity. It does not want emotional balance. It does not want emotional discernment. Because then the per if the person has those qualities, they, they will be looked at as the narcissist as not emotionally open or not emotionally available to be their narcissist supply. So the narcissist, upon meeting you, will create a situation where through strategy, where but first they have to see if you don't have a real sense of self, where they could, where is that hole? Where could they push through where you become that emotionally undone person? Empathy on steroids for them. All of your emotions, they're going to get them to come to the surface and they're going to feed off of them and take and take and take. And not give anything other than stimuli to keep you to keep you 
being emotionally out of balance, undiscerning, not having a sense of self, because you not having a sense of self because you have you have you, you, narcissists don't deal with people that have a sense of self because if you have a sense of self you have emotional boundaries you have healthy boundaries so if they know that you're confident in you and you have a sense of self that can't be tampered with by anything external or any external stimuli you're a waste of their time they have to move on you're actually who they want to be like that and who they pretend to be but they need that that one that they need that emotional to make them feel human they are human like that so now the other narcissist the the over emotional narcissist remember the, the narcissist that I spoke of first which is a traditional narcissist that we hear about they don't want any type of negative energy like that that's not what they're wanting they're wanting or attention like that the the other narcissist that is overly emotional they will they don't care what type of attention or feedback they get they just want attention they're the type that if both are wounded and it's due to the mother the overly emotional one could be kind of promiscuous they don't always have to be Whatever attention they can get, they want it. They don't care. They don't have the, they, they can be egoless or selfless. What people call selfless or egoless. Everybody has to have a healthy ego. Some egos are overdeveloped, borderline narcissistic. And then some are underdeveloped, narcissistic. Because it means that there's a reason. Because if you're selfless, it brings in certain attention to you it would be the victim the willing one and wanting to stay the victim everybody has victimized them if you if there is healing to be had that puts them in a position of balance and equality and non-victim they don't want that because that does it's a narcissist it doesn't bring their attention these people can pretend to be sick they can over exaggerate emotional responses where an emotional response is called for but they over exaggerate it it could be dramatic they hold on to their wounding hell the way i would be holding on to a bank account is They are, because that's what is feeding them their wounding and the attention that that wounding can bring. Their life revolves around wounding. Their life revolves around their pain. This narcissist can have dramatic crying outbursts, dramatic laughing outbursts, dramatic, over dramatic emotional responses. 
getting hysterical, looking for narcissistic supply, where that wound is always going to be talked about, that wound is always going to be remembered, that wound is going to be the center of attention. Everybody will have told this narcissist, this narcissist is very people-oriented, very empathetic, because they live and drive off emotions also. Is is overly and under. And that's how this narcissist gets into your life. Because they come across, they can't come across the way the cold narcissist does. That narcissist has a tactic for getting in. This narcissist come across as very sensitive, very, but they have to be around people. They have to be, because they need that stimuli, that feedback from their emotionality. They need you to bring it. You will be the balanced one. You will be the mind one. You will be the one that is in balance. It will be that their, their, their conversation is centered around a wound or around a wound or around a victimization. They wear it like a second skin and come hell and how water. If you try to take that skin off, you're in for a battle of your life. They, because without that skin, they don't get, they don't have that story to fall back on. They don't have that filled up within them, those emotions that could be intense, that could be bittersweet, that could be painful. That is always also exhilarating because it's filling. This narcissist is overfilled and doesn't want to release what is wounded. The other narcissist is empty and wants to be filled by whatever emotions. This narcissist doesn't want to release any emotion. And when they release and they're putting their, their emotions on their narcissist supply, it's, it's more out. They have more. It's a never in the reservoirs of that wound of that. Is the, that's how they get, that's where their narcissist supply, the unloading. The other narcissist, when they trigger you to give emotionally, they deplete you. You have to give more emotion. It's not enough. All of your emotions is the, is the same thing. They're not healing. Nothing is enough. Is your emotion get like that? That's how they their MO of the way they both work. These two can get in a relationship and work perfectly together through their wounding. They should not, but they can. The narcissist that is overly emotional isn't seeking someone like them. That's what they don't want. Because get, get, get this about this narcissist. It would be competitive for attention because both of them are attention-seeking. Like that. They would want someone that is balanced. It can remind them of that parent that was balanced. Or it can remind them of balance or authority. And they just want to unload, but it's not unloading in a healthy way. It's just unloading and there's more and there's more and there's more. And, and your balance is what's attracting them. Just like with the other narcissist that is wanting you emotionally, your emotions are what's attracting them. You're an object, a means to an end for narcissism, for people that are narcissistic. Where they don't find it within you, they seek it elsewhere. Like that is the narcissist. Both this way, due to the mother's first 
month to 12 month raising and even beyond that it depends on what the experience was with the mother both are empty even though the one over the emotional is full they don't have a sense of self they hope that one with structure would get them a sense of self but they manipulate the situation in their favor because when they come towards you and you're the one that's structured, you represent boundary and authority and limits. You represent limits to the over-emotional one. It triggers them to dump, regurgitate, regurg and it's a oh, never-ending well of it. That's what you trigger within them. Get out, run, like that. Now, others, when you're other narcissists, you trigger a void that can be filled, you have that reservoir because you don't have a sense of self that is not tampered with by external stimuli. And you start to regurgitate your emotions into the narcissist who can never be filled, just like the other one can never be empty, like that. Empty means health and starting over an emotional rebirth. For the other narcissists, health means developing a sense of self that has nothing to do with external stimuli and what people say you are aren't, not cultivating oneself by externally being created, because the mother creates the narcissist, but by internally being cultivated. That's the curve. Neither narcissist will be cured because neither recognize that they need treatment. She did it. They'll blame the mother. Because it could be the mother's fault. That was then, this is now. She did it, he did it, they did it, them did it. The narcissist, the one that's over the emotional, sees itself as angelic. You know how my channel is your angelic karma, the angelic and the karma, good and the bad. This narcissist will see itself as purely angelic and perfect. They have no defects. The other one sees itself as the world is F up, there's truth to that because I see life the same way. But I see it differently than the way the narcissist can feel superior. That narcissist does. The other one feels superior also. They feel that they're an angel or some type of being that is perfected. So they also feel superior. This other one feels superior, but in that both of them feel that people are beneath them just differently. If you're on earth claiming to be an, a perfected angel, you feel that people are beneath you. <laughs> if you're on earth feeling that you're superior in the human sense, you feel that people are beneath you. Like that. Is So they're both one and the same. It's just like that the overly emotional is more accepted in society because they're usually women. And the traditional narcissist isn't because it's usually a man.
for me, I see them equally as two peas in a pod. And I like think I like talking about what isn't traditionally accepted, especially as it relates to female behavior. I'll continue with that in the future. That and tell you what the spiritual, what I feel spiritually is ailing both of them. Until next time, thanks for listening. Bye.